great to be together again today. Great to catch you online, wherever you're watching. Just going to share a few thoughts today, continuing our well-being theme, Health Matters for the Year, and looking at part of our reading, which was, is actually tomorrow's daily reading for us as a church. bit of a background is that Paul's been arrested for preaching, sharing his faith, related incidences along those lines, and he goes through a judicial process, so to speak, of its day, and he ends up, he's appealing to the Supreme Court, so to speak, of Caesar in Rome, and he appeals and so that he's getting sent off on a ship along with some other convicts, not quite like what we used to do to people sending them to Australia in the history of our country, but him, Paul, and some others are on a ship going to Italy, and we're going to pick up the story here in Acts chapter 27, I'm reading from verse 13. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Coda, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time, Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You'd have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more... God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God it will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. So background, he's on a boat and he's on his way to Italy along with some others. The weather's a bit iffy. It's not plain sailing. They hadn't listened to the Radio 4 shipping forecast before they set sail for the journey. And the reality is, Paul had said, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't go on this journey. But an officer, the one in charge, listened to other so-called experts and people with a vested interest, actually. So they went ahead with the journey. And in relation to well-being here, three points about Paul's well-being. First of all, there's a challenge of well-being. You know, everything in life is not plain sailing. 
well-being is not meaning everything is well all the time. But well-being is not determined by our circumstances. We live in a fallen world. We are subject to elements, conditions, attitudes of others at times over which we have no control at all. And Paul went through the storm just like everyone else who has gone through this part of his life with him. Jesus actually told us in John 16, 33, we read, in the world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, take courage, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But he did say in the world, you're going to be periods of trouble and difficulty. Have you ever been in this type of journey with, like Paul is on here physically, but in your own life? You know, it says that a light wind began blowing. It's almost like, oh, it's a lovely summer breeze is blowing and things are okay and it's nice. But then what we read is this, but the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. Now we talk even in this country of a northeasterly wind, which is a cold, chilling wind. But here, Paul started off with just a light breeze and things were going okay. But then a storm came in. And maybe we can liken that to our lives. Maybe things are going so well, but then a storm hits us. I lost my job, so to speak. I don't know what to do. A family member has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. My daughter has started taking drugs. My spouse has been having an affair and it's destroying me. And you can add so many other scenarios onto this. But the reality is, it seemed yesterday there was a, just a gentle wind breeze blowing in my life. But today a storm has erupted all over my life. Paul was in a storm like many others, but his reaction and his attitude in the storm was different from the rest. And it's amazing what you can learn in a storm. And here we learned in this storm the things that weren't really that important. They started throwing cargo overboard, even got to the stage where some of the ship's equipment went as if, oh, this might come in handy a future date, but it's not essential for where I'm at just now. And sometimes the storms cause us to refocus what the priorities are in our life. But Paul was going through this storm like others, but Paul was different because the challenge to well-being or the challenge of well-being in Paul's life wasn't going to defeat him and destroy him like it did the others. Because not only do we see the challenge of well-being in Paul's life with the storms coming, but we've also read of the cause of maintaining his well-being, the cause of his well-being. He was going through storms, but his attitude and actions were those of well-being in himself. What were the key elements? Verse 23 is the key to the cause of Paul's well-being. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. Two key aspects to well-being even in storms. First of all, there's a recognition of belonging. Belonging is important to all of us 
Every one of us needs a sense of belonging. That's the way we were made. It's good for our health, for our well-being. It's been said that nearly every aspect of our lives is organized around belonging to something. Also been said that we cannot separate the importance of a sense of, way of belonging from our physical and mental health. Barnwood Trust done a research and this is the conclusion. The evidence shows, demonstrates that a strong sense of belonging is positively associated with well-being and mental health. Belonging, belonging is important to us and we belong to so many things. We can belong to family, we do belong to families. We can belong to clubs, to groups, to political parties, to trust, to charities, to social groups. We can belong to so many things and it's good to be belonging to a church, to connect with a church. Belonging, it's good. We belong together. God connected us and created us for connection. Romans 12, 4 and 5 says this, just as each of us has one body with many members and there are members, and sorry, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We belong to so many things and it's good to belong to a church. And if you're watching out there and you don't belong to a church, let me encourage you to connect with a church where you can feel at home and you can grow. But more than belonging to a church, we belong to God. We belong to Christ. 1 Corinthians 3.23 says, Paul writes, when there's a background of who they were following, which leader they were following, you could see what church they belonged to. And Paul says, you belong to Christ. Above any other belonging, we belong to Christ. And Paul, in his story, said this, last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong. He's saying, I belong to him. I am his. And as a result of that, I belong to him. I am his responsibility. And just like parents are responsible for children, he's saying, I'm his, he's responsible for my well-being, but in even greater measure than any natural parent. Paul is saying, I'm committed to him. I belong to him. I place my hands into his unconditional love, his omnipotent power, his unending mercy, his overcoming, victorious, saving, and life-giving grace. I've put myself into that person, and he's responsible for looking after me. I've committed my life to him, for him to guide my past, to protect me. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go through storms. I am going through storms just like you, but I am committed to him. I belong to him, and I trust that he will keep me. He will keep me strong. He will keep me safe. He will keep me because he's working in my life. And even though I'm going through difficult times, he will cause all things to work for my good. I can rest. I can trust in him. He's told me it's going to be okay. He's looking after me and he is faithful to his promises. I'm in a place of well-being in the midst of the storm because I know who I belong to and I know that he's ruling and reigning over all. And an angel of God stood beside me. It's great to sense his presence in the middle of storms. It can give you a sense of well-being in your soul that goes beyond anything you can ever imagine. And the reality is for every one of us who acknowledge Jesus as Savior, we belong to that same God that Paul belonged to. Jesus paid the price that we shared about earlier through communion. 
We can belong to many things, but the most important is to belong to him. And if you're watching this and you've never asked Jesus to be a savior, you don't belong to him yet. Right where you are right now, you can say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for taking that punishment. I accept you as savior, and I want to be part of your family, and I want to belong to you and to your father. And you can do that right now because Jesus paid the price for you to belong to Father God. We belong to him. But not only the first aspect of his well-being was his belonging, the second aspect was, he says, the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. A belonging is great, but that has to lead to something where we serve him. You know, just like anything you belong to, there's responsibility attached to it to agree to its rules, to not damage its reputation, to enhance its work, to build it up, to support it. But Paul says belonging to God takes it to a whole new level and a whole new level of responsibility. I belong to him and my well-being is because I belong to him and I know that I can trust him. But my well-being is because I'm serving him. That brings well-being into my life. To serve him is to protect his name, to build his purposes, and it's a responsibility, it's a right, but it is the greatest privilege that we have is to serve the living God. Paul knew that serving God brought well-being, and serving in itself is good for us. Helping others makes us feel good. It creates a self of belonging, gives us purpose, puts things in perspective. It's contagious, they say. It brings renewal to us. It boosts our self-esteem. It makes us half glass, half full glasses as opposed to half empty glasses. Serving is good. And as Christians, we have to be people who serve. We are called to be servants. Jesus was the greatest servant. And let me encourage you, this Saturday at 10 a.m. to meet at Presswick Community Centre. Presswick North and South Community Councils have got together to do a clean-up, a litter pick throughout Presswick. And they've asked if we would join in them, with them. So let me encourage you, if you're free this Saturday morning, to meet at 10 o'clock at Presswick Community Centre. They provide all the equipment where we are, ex we are serving the community, but we're doing it as because we serve God who wants us to serve the community. But we are servants of God. Paul says in Romans 1 and 1, a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel of Christ. Called We've got different callings in life, different purposes in our life, but each one of us is a servant of God. And when you belong to him, it gives you well-being. When you understand you belong to him and he is all over your life and he is responsible for you, it gives you a sense of well-being. But I know from my personal story that the more I serve him, the more well-being I find in my life. There was a challenge of well-being in the storm for Paul. But the cause of his well-being is that he, even in a storm, he knew he belonged to the one who was in control, and he knew he was serving the one who was in control. And what did that look like? What was the fruit? What were the characteristics of his well-being? How did it look to those around him? First of all, it was through hope in his life. All hope was gone for the others we read. But Paul had a sense of belonging and serving which brought hope into hopelessness. 
hope over hopelessness. He had a hope so sure, an anchor for his soul, i.e., when the storms of life were throwing everyone else around and filling them with hopelessness. Paul had a sense of well-being. It's as if even though his physical ship that he was in was being battered and torn, the physical ship of his body and where he was living was still at peace because he had a peace in the midst of the storm while everybody else was going around in fear and hopelessness and thinking the end had come. Paul, in the midst of that storm, was filled with hope because his hope was in the anchor called Christ Jesus. Hope has a name, and that name is Jesus. My peace in the worst of times, I trust in God alone. We sing, in all my life, in every situation, in the peacetime situations, in the storm situations, I know my God is greater, my God is over all. And well-being means that you have a sense of hope that no one else has when everybody around you is in hopelessness and maybe you've got people in your world who've got hopelessness in them. Their situations seem hopeless, but you, because you belong to him and you're a servant of the Lord, you can carry hope into hopelessness this week. It evidences itself well-being and hope, but also in courage. Paul gets up and says, take courage, courage over fear, hope over hopelessness, courage over fear. The dictionary defines courage as mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. I.e., it's not the absence of fear, it's not the absence of difficulty, it's not the absence of danger, but courage means I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm not giving up. I'm still going to persevere. I'm not shrinking back. Courage is not shrinking back. Courage is embracing what's ahead with an attitude, well, bring it on, because I'm going through this, and I've got the courage to know that my God is all over this. It's not ignoring the difficulties, but it's trusting God to bring you through as you keep going, holding on to his promises when it's tough. Paul, take courage. God has promised me nobody is going to die here. Let me speak courage, he says, over you. And thirdly, it's faith. It's faith over doubt. Paul says, you know what? I believe it will be just as he said. Well-being, a place of peace and well-being in us is because we believe it's going to be what he said. We don't look around at the storms and the circumstances and say, oh no, things are going to get worse. I'm going to be destroyed. We're going under. I'm going to drown. Well-being is even when it looks bad, God's still good and we still believe the promises of God. We believe it will be just as he said. It's faith over doubt. Paul basically was saying, you know what? In all this hassle, in all this mess, even though you should have listened to me and I've had to go through stuff that I didn't need to go through, you know what? I've still got a sense of well-being within me. And today, maybe you're not in that place of well-being. Maybe you are going through some storms and some stuff in your life. But today, in a few moments, I'm going to pray that God just instills 
that sense of well-being, when you recognize the sense that you belong to him, that you've placed your life in his hands, that you're trusting in him to keep you through. You're trusting the one who says when you pass through, the waters will be with you. You're trusting the one who comes and speaks peace into stormy situations. Paul says, you know what, guys? I've got a sense of well-being because I belong to God, the God who rules over storms, the God who created the waves and the seas. I belong to him, and I have a sense of well-being, and I'm a servant of him. I'm serving him, and he looks after those who serve him. Today, I believe that God wants to instill a greater sense of well-being into all of us. So where you are right now, maybe you just need to know again that sense of belonging to him. I pray that he just comes and just shows how much you mean to him. That he's your refuge and strength, that your life is hid with Christ. I'm praying that for some of us, we'll recognize that maybe I just need to serve him in a way that I've never served him before. And when you serve him, it will bring well-being in a greater level into your world. And I'm praying for all of us that as we go from this day into the next day, the next week or so, that we will carry hope into hopelessness, courage into fear, and will bring faith into doubt and disbelief in the world around us because we carry a sense of well-being in our soul. Yes, stuff happens in life, but don't let the stuff that happens dictate your well-being and who you are. Because even in the midst of an incredible storm here when they all thought they were going to die, Paul could stand and say, listen guys, I've got a peace because I belong to him and my times are in his hands. Father God, I pray for everyone here watching online who are going through the storms of life right now. And I just pray that you'll speak peace, Lord. I pray that your presence will fill their rooms, their homes, wherever they are right now. Lord, just like an angel came and stood before Paul and spoke life and hope and encouragement, that you'll minister and speak into hearts and minds and spirits right now. Cause people to recognize that whatever's going on, that you have got them in your hands, your arms are wrapped around them also, that you're keeping them, that you're protecting them, that you're their refuge and their strength, and even though they can through the storms, they can have a sense of well-being within them. Lord, help every one of us within that to serve you more because of the privilege we get to do the service. And I pray, Lord, for everyone as we go through this week, that we will carry evidences, characteristics of well-being by bringing hope, by bringing courage, and by bringing faith into others' lives around us so that we can stand like Paul say, listen, it's going to be okay because God has told me and I'm speaking and believing what God has said into lives. Help us to carry that well-being into other lives this week, I ask. Through Jesus' name.
Amen. God bless you.